Welcome everybody to Tiger Tales for this week and this week I'm joined by a very very special guest and a very special lady Valley Crow who is the wife of Neville our beloved ex-president captain superstar welcome Valley Thank you so much Andrew it's wonderful it's a great privilege to be on Tiger Tales hi everyone hi <laughs> now, Valley, thanks for making the time to speak with us today. Um, I thought it'd be nice just to have a bit of a chat, get a bit of a feel for uh, your connection to Tigerland. There might be some of uh, our younger supporters out there that don't know the story of you and, and Crowey. So if we just um, go back a little bit, how did you actually meet Neville? I met Neville in 1979 at an airline function. I was working in the airline business and it was a Christmas function and uh, I was a single person at the time, as was young Neville. I call him Crowey, everybody. His name is Crowey to me. And I'm, I saw this handsome, tall lad at the opposite table and I knew the manager of Japan Airlines who introduced us and we never looked back from that day on. That's uh, lovely. Now, did you actually know who Crowey was at the time? Had no idea. I was actually born in South Africa and I arrived here in Australia in 1970 and um, I did not know, uh, although I barracked for the Tigers, um, I did not know who Neville Crow was. I'd heard the name, but it didn't uh, resonate with me when I met him. So you'd already been indoctrinated into the wonderful Richmond life. Oh, I didn't have to be indoctrinated, mate. It was just natural. <laughs> I d it just came naturally to me. <laughs> uh, excellent. So did it take you long to realise how big Crowey was at Tigerland? No. Um, I, I couldn't understand no matter where I went in Australia, uh, they go, that's Neville Crow. that's Neville Crow. We never, ever had a moment where we could say we were safe and out of sight. Uh, he was in vision of everybody nearly all the time, which I didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I guess it could have been a little bit intrusive, but... Oh, no, when, when you have a great man alongside you, you have to share him. Ah, oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, now, look, you met Crowey after the infamous 1967 Grand Final, yes. which he missed out on because of that horrible Carlton bloke, John Nichols. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Yes, we will. We'll leave that. We'll one just well leave alone. that one alone. Yep. We've played that too often. But <laughs> a little bit of um, karma, I suppose. I believe that through his connection with Richmond, Crowey did a little bit of ruck coaching at Richmond, and he was there with Mark Lee as his ruck coach for the nineteen eighty premiership. Correct, and not many people know that Andrew um, uh, Tony Jewell, who remained a very good friend of Neville's. Uh, said, look, mate, I think that Markley could do with a little bit of um, instruction and that was right up Neville's alley, not only having been a great ruckman himself but also was a great leader and also a motivator and he did very, very well with Markley and they, they actually formed quite a good bond, an extremely good bond, in fact. Yeah, General's a, a super ruckman. Oh, he's absolutely superb. And he's, from uh, my interactions with him, he's a lovely bloke too. He certainly is. I call him my boyfriend. So, really? Yeah, number one. Sorry. Even... Sorry, number five. But number <laughs> one came as my little boyfriend. <laughs> Even though he's a copper now? Oh, I don't mind. Even better. <laughs> Man in uniform, right. We've, we've found a weakness. <laughs> okay. Well, look, that, that premiership must have meant a lot to Crowey, though, given obviously the history. Um, but the fact that TJ asked him to come and help, 
Uh, was that a special one for him? Uh, it was extremely special. He was absolutely thrilled to be invited back in that capacity, in a capacity he'd never thought he would be invited back for. Uh, but he, he really excelled and he felt very, very proud of what he could impart to Mark Lee and to some of the other blokes that surrounded him in, you know, Dale Waitman, etc. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was probably one of our strongest eras leading through the 70s into those early 80s. We, yes. won't, we won't talk about that little gap for 37 years. Oh, <laughs> what gap? <laughs> I've forgotten it already. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I try to. <laughs> but look, in, in that time, Valley, um, Crowey progressed from just being one of them, well, since I shouldn't say just, but progressed from being one of the assistant coaches there uh, to being a board member and being president. How did that come about? Well, um, it's a funny thing. Um, Neville and I uh, had were coming back from South Africa on a flight and I said, Crowey, I really think you and I should create a common interest, um, you know, join a club um, where we can really stand side by side and, and do something together in, uh, for our, our marriage, etc. And lo and behold... We didn't start from the bottom, like most normal people. We went straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Doggett, the CEO of Richmond, invited Neville to be president. Um, and uh, uh, Neville was really thrilled to um, be asked to do that because he knew he had to roll up the sleeves and do a heck of a lot of hard work in order to get the club the way he wanted it to be. Mm. So uh, he took on that that position. Yeah, and look, as it turned out, he, he probably took on um, a lot unseen, I guess, as far as the position the club was in financially. Yes. Um, as we all know, we got to a point where we were almost gone, mm. and a lot of people, me included, credit Crowey with saving us. Yes. Uh, look, uh, Andrew, it was um, uh, an incredible time in Neville's life. Um, the bank came to him and said, you owe just over a million dollars and I'm afraid uh, we're going to have to close the Richmond Football Club. Um, and Neville just said, no, over my dead body. Uh, and he spent nights, he, he consulted with the board, he consulted with everybody uh, because he meant that the club was everybody. So he, he spoke to many, many people. And with his incredible fashion, uh, created a means of saving the club. And the SOS campaign was Neville's uh, idea and the save our, being Save Our Skins. And, of course, then the advert advertising uh, people got to work with, with you know, the, the tiger in the mm. sights. Mm. Yeah, look, Save Our Skins was... Um yeah, a difficult time for some, but oh. gee, it was it was an amazing time, and it was lovely to be part of. At, in those days, I was consider myself just a supporter, but no. to be out there shaking tins and to see the president of the club doing exactly the same thing, and the coach, yeah, and players, and the board, absolutely, and I think that just brought us all together mm. and started. You know, a move towards we are one big family at and, Richmond. And and that was Neville's uh, driving force. He said, you have a wheel. One cog gets missing and guess what? That wheel can't turn. And that was his ingredient for keeping the club the way it was. He said, it's not just sponsors. It's not just presidents. It's not just this. It's not just that. It's every element is required to get the 
club going forward. And that's exactly what's happened now. They have got everybody involved and everybody is important, not just a few that might, might have a name or a bank balance. It's everybody. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Now, mm. you've um, told me earlier, before we started recording, that Crowey started the Bequest Society. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, uh, moving on from the SOS campaign, um, Neville was uh, working for the club uh, a few years down the track, and he started thinking about never, ever wanting to ever shake a, kin, a tin again. And his vision was to create a bequest society, uh, a society where uh, people could leave um, a, a, a percentage of their, their will to the football club uh, and it's done very, very legally. He consulted with the Seeing Eye Dogs, the Salvation Army, etc., and got in a company to create a trust. And that trust is very flexible, whereas a lot of trusts, when you bequeath something uh, and say, for instance, it's uh, saving, uh, finding a cure for cancer, once that cure is found, that money cannot be touched. Whereas with the Bequest Society for the Richmond Football Club, it is to ensure that the football club has longevity so that our children, our grandchildren, our great-great-grandchildren can see the Richmond footballers out there at Punt Road Oval. Excellent. And how do people get involved with the Bequest Society? They contact um, uh, Geraldine Albrecht, is the young lady that uh, runs the Bequest Society. Um, you can go online and there is uh, information pertaining to the Bequest Society. And all you do is uh, phone uh, Geraldine and you can sign up and uh, they can um, do something with your will uh, and um, you become a bequest uh, member of the, the Richmond Bequest Society. Excellent. Well, I think that's something everyone should uh, have a look at if they've got the ability if to do got that. they've got the ability to do that, indeed. It's, it's something that a lot of people think you have to be old and over the hill, but very often people leave it too late and then uh, they don't, they're not deemed uh, mentally um, stable mm. to, to bequeath any money. Yes. Yeah, now look, it certainly sounds like a, a cause that we should all have at least have, consider being involved with, if not getting involved as soon as we can. <laughs> Indeed. But you know what I want you to know, mm -hmm. Andrew? You know why I became a Tiger supporter when I came from South Africa? My sister was working in the city and she was sitting on a train and she said to this person sitting next to her, can you please tell me what that tiger land is? And this fellow said, oh, it's, our, uh, it's one of the uh, VFL yes. football clubs. And um, she said, oh, thank you. So she came home and she said, guess what, folks? We're barracking for the Tigers. And she, we said, what's with... She said, my name is Tiger, T-I-G-A. And if you don't barrack for the Tigers Valley you are no longer going to be my little sister. So, And I love my big sister, so that's why I chose the Tigers. Well, with a sister named Tiger, it was <laughs> pre, preordained, pre I think. Preordained indeed, Andrew. Now, Valley, you and I have got to know each other a little bit better over the last few years through the South East Tigers official yes! Richmond supporter group. One of the best. And <laughs> when we started that group, uh, we approached you and Crowey um, asking you if it was okay that we uh, 
commissioned the Neville Crow Medal, which we award each year to our Tiger of the Year. And uh, yourself and, and Crowey most graciously agreed, and thank you for that. Um, it's been a, a real pleasure getting to know you, and it's been an honour to have yourself and Crowey involved with the South East Tigers. Uh, what did Neville say to you when we first said, listen, can we do this medal? Uh, he was absolutely overwhelmed. He 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 was so proud and so honoured, Andrew, when uh, you came to the home and spoke to him about it. Uh, he was over the hill and he said, what a great honour. Anything that he can do, he will do. And the Southeastern Tigers supporter group have been very dear in Neville's heart and was very dear in Neville's heart. So to be asked to be on a medal with his name meant so much to him and thank you very much to you and your group. I oh, know, look, thank you to, to <laughs> you and the family because, um, look, you and I, have, you've heard this story a million times but I got to know Crowey a, a little bit before I met you through the footy club and I, I don't know how many times we had one or maybe 15 drinks too many <laughs> and I stood there with this huge man with my arm reaching up onto his shoulder trying to tell him how much it meant that he saved the club but it was always through very slurred speech. And, oh, but it uh, would have been perfect for oh, him because he would have been slurring as well. Yes, it was. And one of my dearest <laughs> memories was um, up in Queensland after one of the matches uh, against, uh, I think it was still the Bears, I don't remember, but uh, the, you know, I do remember, but I don't remember. And it was East Leeds Club up there and we were the last two out of the place at the after match, <laughs> standing out the front, waiting for the taxi to take us back into Brisbane and um, singing Tigerland Bad. over and over and over <laughs> until the security guards were ringing the taxi company, please come and get, get them. them. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I reckon I could visualise the two of you. You would have been good buddies. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was lovely. And, um, look, it's, there's an important link to the club that um, we look back on and, and we have um, we honour our past players and I'll keep the families involved, and I think that's where it's lovely having you guys involved in the South East Tigers as well. That lap that you and Crowey did at the oh. G a couple of years ago, I I loved Whew. it. I loved every single minute. It was an emotional day. It was. Um, but it was just awesome to see all the Tiger faithful stand and applaud, applaud the great man. I tell you, Andrew, to actually be on the other side of the fence... And to and Neville found hard standing for any period of time, but he was holding onto that jeep, and with one hand and waving, and he just kept on going, oh, because at that stage the Alzheimer's had pretty well set in, yeah. and it was extremely overwhelming to uh, go around and see the three tiers at the G mm. with people standing and waving, even opposition yes. standing and waving and applauding. It was amazing. And that cheer squad, I just want to mention the cheer squad. So many people overlook that integral part of our club. Mm. Uh, they had all Crowey stats and signage up um, and Jared, who is... Um, the head of the cheer squad yes. is the most amazing. Everyone is most amazing in that cheer squad, and I think they're so special. Yeah. Very, very special people. Uh, they're lovely. I've, um, I grew up in Richmond as being part of the cheer squad, I guess. So it's um, And it's something I've maintained a membership of, even though I don't actually sit in that group anymore. But 
I've been a cheer squad member for I don't know how many years, and it's uh, you're right, they're a really, really special. Very, part of the club. very, and you know, uh, when the players are down, so often I reckon that cheering really motivates them. I, I really think they need to be made very special people because yeah. they are. <laughs> so look, we'll, we'll finish up shortly. One last question for you: What did last year's flag mean to the Crow family? The Crow family, well. I don't know. For the young ones of the Southeastern Tigers group, I um, uh, Neville passed away in 2016 and I got a call from Brendan Gale, the CEO, to ask if Neville could go on to the membership um, medallions. And I said, oh, what an honour. That is just so special. And the first day I went to a home game with Neville proudly uh, around my chest on the lanyard, I walked in only to find all the home, <laughs> all the Richmond supporters with him hanging around his neck, their necks, and it just I burst into tears because it was so overwhelming. Yeah. But uh, that made me pull myself together because I just thought, no, he he's here, and I, I wore him to the grand final, well, right through the series, and um, even though I didn't have to, and I was seated in the Ponsford stand for the grand final with my one daughter with me. And uh, when we won the grand final, there everybody around me pulled out their, their lanyard with Neville on the end, and we all kissed it, and I said, Neville was here. He missed out in the 67 grand final, but by goodness me, he was here for this year and he was sitting in the best seat alongside <laughs> Tommy Hafey and I reckon they would have had a party. I think Tommy might have had a drink because he only drank <laughs> tea. I reckon he would have had a drink that night with my Cray because Cray would have made him. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Well, look, Valley, thank you so much for making the time to speak with us today. It's um, lovely to have you as a guest of Tiger Tales. And I really think everybody that listens to this will, will enjoy it. And uh, it's just a, a pleasure to have you as part of the South East Tigers. It's an absolute privilege and pleasure to say that uh, I know you and count you as one of my friends. So oh, thank you for your time. It's my absolute pleasure. And thank you, Andrew, for taking the time. And to the South Eastern Tigers, go Tigers! Woohoo! Go Tigers. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Well, everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Valley Crow. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with her. As you can tell from listening to her, she's just a lovely, lovely lady. She's uh, full of enthusiasm and positive energy, and uh, she's a wonderful person to speak with. And if you ever have the chance to say hello, I know Valley would very much appreciate um, you saying g'day, and, uh, and she's always got uh, time for uh, any tiger, really. So um, if you do get the chance, she is a wonderful lady to, to to uh, talk to. Uh, Elvo and I will be back with the normal edition of Tiger Tales next week. Uh, we just really wanted to bring you that interview with Valley. Uh, as promised, we'll try and get a few more interviews uh, in the future, but next week we'll be back with the normal preview and review of uh, the weekend football. Speaking of which, wasn't it lovely to get the uh, 18th win in a row against the arch enemy Collingwood? That was fantastic. And Jack Higgins, what a goal. Couldn't go without mentioning that. Well, everyone, look, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, as always, to the Wonturner Club at 350 Stud Road, Wonturner South, where you can always get a lovely meal and a, an ice-cold drink. 
all served with a friendly smile from their wonderful staff there. Uh, the official Richmond supporter group, the South East Tigers, are based at the Wonturner Club, so say hello to them. The next player appearance is on the 21st of August, so get in for that one. Uh, there are supporter groups all over the country. Sydney Tigers uh, are a great uh, supporter group. The Queensland Richmond supporter group, uh, the WA Richmond supporter group, uh, South Australia has a group. They're all over the country um, in uh, other states and also in country regions, so uh, make sure you check them out on Facebook. You can find where the supporter groups are at uh, Richmond's website. Uh, if you are heading up to uh, the Gold Coast for the match in a couple of weeks, I believe the Queensland group still have tickets available for their pre-match function, so check them out on Facebook. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening again. Hope you really enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun talking to Valley and uh, recording that. It was uh, just a, a pleasure to do that for you all. So thanks very much. Go Tigers, and we'll talk to you next week.